Happy Mother's Day. How are we doing this morning? Good. Come on, you guys can do better than that. How are we doing this morning? Awesome. Who's crying from that video? <laughs> well, I've got my better half with me this morning. Um, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I'm not a mother. So for me to speak a message on this, would, uh, it wouldn't go so well. So I've got my wife, if you guys want to welcome her to the stage today. Um, a little history. Just about my wife. My wife is 28 years old, and we have five kids, so she lives a pretty busy life. And uh, it's been an incredible roller coaster after the past eight years that we've been married. But I want to say this real quick. First of all, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. And if you have not wished your mother a Happy Mother's Day yet, then... um, You're in some serious trouble. (laughs) No, um, anyway, but I want to do this for all the moms, because I know this year comes around, and I think the perspective that a lot of moms have is usually different than the perspective that the kid has of you or the child has of you. So let me show of hands real quick. How many of you moms ever feel like you're absolutely just blowing it as a mother? Anybody ever feel like that? Leave your hand up. Moms, look around. Look around. As for comfort, you're not alone this morning. I want to also tell you this, how many of you have ever left a kid in Walmart? Anybody ever done it? Or maybe you lost a kid for like an hour or 30 minutes and you're running down the aisles, you're going into the bathroom trying to find your child, like where is my child? And um, I want to tell you this, take comfort this morning because Mary, the mother of Jesus, lost Jesus for three days in a different city, okay? So you don't need to feel that bad. If Mary, the mother of Jesus, had an epic mom fail, then you're okay, okay? So here's what I want to do. We want to share something specifically for moms this morning. But if you're not a mom or if you're a guy, I don't want you to tune this out because a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about, I believe that you can take in to your own life and apply them practically for wherever you're at in any walk of life. But I also know this, husbands, take note. Because for some of us, the truth is we really just do not understand what our wives go through to mother our kids on a daily basis. I have stayed home with all five of our kids probably as many times as I can count on my hand. And as soon as my wife walks back through the door, I'm like handing her children, you know, like I cannot do this. Um, any, Any men in here, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I have like a hard time staying in a confined space. Anybody have that? My wife this morning, she's like, can we just put chairs up here? I was like, babe, if we put chairs up here, I'm, I'm going to feel trapped. I can't sit down for longer than 45 minutes. So anyway, let's dive right into it. Before we do, let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you this morning. God, not only are we celebrating Mother's Day, but God, we also know that there was many people that walked in here this morning. God, maybe looking for some answers. God, maybe looking for some hope. Maybe they came in here just as a a last-ditch effort to say, God, you know what? I'm at the end. I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what to do. I need some answers. I need some peace. God, I pray whatever kind of walk of life we're in, God, that you would free us. God, that we would see your son this morning. God, that that your goodness would be revealed to us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So mom, how do you handle setbacks, disappointments, and failures in your life? Because the truth is, as a mom, when you are dealing with your kids, everything is magnified 
right? If you do something wrong, immediately you feel like you're the worst mother in the world, or if you accidentally yelled at your child, or you didn't spend enough time with them, and you wish that you could have gone back in time and spent some time with them. You struggle, you deal with things. But the truth is, to be a mother... Today, if you want to be a good mother, it is a call to sacrifice, right? It is a call to ultimately suffer in a way that once you become a mother, your needs are no longer relevant to your children anymore. All they're worried about is, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I have dirty clothes on, I have all these things. And so moms, a lot of times, their needs just kind of get put on the back burner and they step out in the front and they lay down their lives and they sacrifice. And a lot of times, here's the truth, women. A lot of times, most of the sacrifice that you make is never seen by anyone, right? It's never seen. It's never revealed. It's never known. And sometimes the truth is that can be extremely depressing because maybe your husband goes out into a job and everything that he does, all of his accomplishments are recognized, right? Because he's around people all day and maybe he's, you know, in management in a company or maybe he just works an average normal job, but he's around people. And every time he succeeds in something, somebody can say, hey, good job. I noticed that you're working hard. You're doing great. Keep going. But a lot of the times, Nobody sees you changing poopy diapers, wiping knees, cleaning up spit up. Right? I mean, so, like some kids, like I don't know what you feed them, but like sometimes when you open, when you pull down their pants, like, oh my God, what were you eating? Like nobody sees that. And a lot of times the sacrifices that you make are completely unseen. Um, mothers suffer when their children are born. Um, they go through a season where for nine months their body goes through this crazy um, cycle, and I'll just leave it at that, okay? But it just goes through this craziness where all of a sudden they're hungry. My wife, for um, one of our kids, I think, was it Isaac or Amelia? For one of them, she had this craving um, the entire pregnancy, and the craving was like watermelon. I don't know what it was, but like she would sit down like in a night and eat like a half a watermelon and then stay up all night peeing because she just ate like half of a watermelon. And so women go through these crazy cycles. They go through this immense pain. And then all of a sudden, um, right when you have that child, right when you have that baby, it seems like all the pain that you just went through, you completely forget about it. As a matter of fact, um, John sixteen twenty one says this. Um, whenever a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy that that child has been born into the world. Right, mom, like all the nine months of your feet swelling up, your back hurting, you being hungry through all, all the hours of the night, all of a sudden it seems like all that sacrifice and all that pain that you go through is immediately worth it. So mothers suffer um, when their children mess up. It even says this in Proverbs 10.1. It says, a wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother. I find it interesting how it says that is a grief to his mother. It says nothing about the father. Moms have this just innate ability to know what's going on in their children. They dearly love their kids. How many of you guys are a product of when you and your friends went outside and you did something and you knew that you shouldn't have done it and you walk back inside and the first thing you're saying to your brother is like, listen, don't tell mom. 
don't tell mom. And as soon as you walk through the door, your mom like gives you those beaming fire eyes. And she's like, what'd y'all do? What did, like immediately she just had this intuition. She knew that you were up to something. So moms, before I kind of turn it over to my wife, I want to read a passage of scripture that we're going to kind of base this entire message on this morning. And it's, it's based around this whole idea that a lot of the things that you do, a lot of the things that you give up, a lot of the things that you sacrifice, nobody ever sees it. But the truth is all the unseen things, as we're going to read here in this scripture, there is a reward greater than any kind of likes that you can get on Facebook, any approval that you can get from anybody. Here's where it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. So it says, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. You ever feel like that, mom? Like my outer self is wasting away. I have nothing left to give. It says our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. So all the unseen sacrifice, all the things that you give up, God is preparing you for a greater glory. And it says this, as we look not to things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, are they're temporal, but the things that are unseen are eternal. They're eternal. How many of you guys are a product of a grandmother who drug you to church? Anybody in here? Or or maybe a grandmother that just prayed for you, or a mother that when you were going out and doing all these things, just stupid things, she was constantly there for you. She had grace on you. And a lot of times it's the unseen prayers, and it's the unseen sacrifice, and why many of us, honestly, are here and serving Jesus today. But a lot of the things, if you think back of it on your own life, a lot of the things that your mom has done for you are things that we don't even remember. How many of you guys, maybe you're 20, 40, 30, however old you are, you don't remember your mom changing diapers? You don't remember her making your food? But I know in my house, as soon as I get home or as soon as my wife's leaves the pillow and gets up. I have five kids that are constantly coming like, juice, milk, I have poop on me, I got this, I need this, I need that. And it's this constant barrage. And the thing that I love about my wife is I've seen her over and over and over again just give of herself, sacrifice her needs, lay her life down, because ultimately at the, at the end of the day, all the things that she does, even though it's unseen, she knows that, man, I am stewarding these five souls that are going to one day grow up, serve, and honor Jesus. So I want to say this to you. Moms, if you stay home and sometimes you have this whole idea of like, man, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) Is my life's calling really to change diapers and really to put band-aids on bobos and say no for the thousandth time that you cannot have a juice box? Like, what is my purpose? Here's the truth. All the unseen things that, that you're doing, I can promise you this. You have a greater impact on your children than you were ever Realize, And I say this as who has an incredible mother. Um, I, I remember a few years ago, my mom telling me, she said, you know, one day you'll appreciate everything that I taught you. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, mom, I'm smarter than you. I know better than you. And then when I get married, the first person that I'm coming to is like, mom, oh my God, what do I do? I don't know how to do any of this. And I'm coming back to her. The truth is lasting satisfaction, mom, can only be found in Jesus. 
So I think the temptation sometimes for many of us moms, we're doing all these things that are unseen, right? We're making all these sacrifices. We're laying down our life for our kids and we're going, man, where is my reward? I feel like I'm just giving and giving and giving. I feel like I'm depleted. But the truth is your reward and genuine satisfaction is going to be found in Christ. So, it's obvious, she, her better side is on this side, so she wants <laughs> um, It's obvious that I don't know much about mothering. I have the incredible p- privilege, honestly. I, I want to say this before I, I turn it over to her. Um, in 2014, so this whole idea and this dream to plant a church started coming alive. And uh, it came to fruition, really, that, okay, this is actually going to happen and I remember coming to her and said, are, are you okay with this? Like, leading a church is a big deal. It's going to be a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of demands and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and we're also raising five children. And I can honestly say that my wife has laid down her life. She has given herself to our kids, to our five kids. We have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, uh, two-year-old, and just now a nine-month-old, right? Actually, today, um, or tomorrow, I don't remember. She knows all that stuff. Anyway, um, but we have all those kids, so life stays busy, and I can say this. Yes, she's sacrificed. Yes, she's laid down her life, but I promise you this. I have never seen her, um, like, hate her job. She has always fought for joy, even when times are rough, and she's been sleep-deprived and all these different things. My wife has always come back to finding her joy in Christ and loving what she does. So this morning, I'm going to turn it over to my wife. Hey, guys. Thanks, baby. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I need to ask a question, but I want you guys to be honest. Can we be honest? Do you think we can? Okay, a few people can. Okay, so how many of you, and I'm saying parents, so moms and parents, how many of you guys have just, like, epically lost it on your child at some point raise your hand keep your hand up don't just sneak it back okay everyone look around nope keep it up look around around. okay now let's put them down I want to just reinforce something in you okay you're not ruining your kids I know we feel like it I feel like it God knows probably every day I feel like it in some in some aspect but you're not ruining your kids God does not call you to perfection He calls you to progress. Absolutely. So if you fail, if you epically lose it on them, if you go back and apologize and just play the gospel to them, I'm telling you, God can work in that just as much as he can work in your goodness. Hmm. So, okay, I'm going to share a little bit about motherhood, but guys, you'll be able to tie yourself into this a little bit too. Motherhood is sacrifice. Zach shared that a little bit. Um, But motherhood changes you. It changes you in all the physical ways like... Uh, if you hear exhaustion, dark circles, <laughs> mood swings, stretch marks, pajama days, baby weight, spit up shirts. Um, speaking of exhaustion, I don't think I've slept in about seven years. I have. But, <laughs> but Zach's taken it for me. So <laughs> at least that's good, right? Yeah, he helps out there. Um, so motherhood also calls for lonely days and lack of me time. It calls for the crazy feeling like you're playing follow the leader all day. Anyone else see that? Like your kids just follow you everywhere you go? Is it just me? Okay. Everyone. Okay. Sometimes I just want to eat by myself. Sometimes I just, I don't want them to ask for my food and I don't want to have to share anything and I don't want to have to uh, 
listen to them ask 5,000 questions while I'm trying to enjoy it. <laughs> Anyone else? Okay, yeah, y'all know. Y'all How many moms you just, like, you want to sit down, eat your meal, and it seems like every time you prepare and plan to do so, it seems like there is a kid just waiting for you right there. <laughs> Prepared with questions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So there's no question that motherhood calls for sacrifice. The difficulties of life will create an ache inside of us. And we're going to fill that ache with something. Mm. So for some of you guys, um, some of you ladies this morning, you're saying, my ache is I can't have children. And you've come in here bearing the burden of, of um, being barren. And I just want you to know we're, we're aching with you this morning. And we're praying for you. And we believe God can work in you and God's going to do a miracle in you. Um, so you're not alone in that. But the other, other side of it, some of you mamas have come in here just weary and depleted. And you have an ache inside of you of saying, I just don't know what to do next. I feel like I'm just... All this is crumbling before me, and I'm giving myself constantly. I don't know what to do. Um, this ache inside of you may be why you reach for the chocolate and you binge watch Downton Abbey. <laughs> don't act like you hadn't done it. <laughs> Who's Downton Abbey fans? <laughs> okay, well, Netflix, whatever, you know. I always walk out of the room. Yeah, he doesn't watch it with me. Um, or why you, urge, you have the urge to go blow a bunch of money shopping. Or why you dull yourself on the phone. Or why you sleep away your free time. Hmm. We all have different things that we're going to run to when we feel that ache inside of us for something more. So here's a few things. I have two different things I want to talk about this morning that are going to be the primary things that we, we, um, we can choose whenever we feel that ache inside of us. The first one is resentment. We can um, choose to be resentful with all the sacrifice that motherhood calls for. So Mary, um, Jesus' mother, Mary, the name actually means bitter. And I know this because that's my name. Isn't that awesome? Uh, glad for me. Most of us moms have compared ourselves with another mom, or we've compared ourselves with another mom's season. So if they're like, it seems like they're just flying through and everything's going great for them, um, we've compared ourselves, and then we end up feeling resentful and bitter because we're not where they are, or we don't look like they do, or whatever that, se- that um, circumstance is. So let me explain how this plays out. In the pregnancy and nursing phase, it can be easy for us to see where the grass is greener and the abs are flatter than other people. <laughs> when the sleep deprivation hits, it seems like all of life would just work better if you could nap like your husband. What are you saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> In the toddler phase, you know they destroy everything all day long. So you can pick up constantly, and it just feels like you, your, your day has been so unproductive. Yeah. Um, How many of you feel like you're saying pick up this like a billion times? Throughout the day, yeah. Yeah, and they just destroy it. Um, same goes for kids that are in school and the drama and money and patience that that entails. Um, teenagers, let me not even get started because I hear all kinds of stuff about that. And then I hear that it doesn't even change when children are out of your house. They're still your child and you still have um, circumstances that come up and it still involves different things for you to parent them then. So um, what I want you guys to see is wishing you were in a different season of life or wishing you were in a different season of parenting, it never brings joy. Mm. It will never lead to joy. And um, resentment's not the answer to that. Absolutely. And I think pausing there for a moment, 
because of the, the day and age that we live in, just in this social media kind of world, and we talked about this about three weeks ago, but every single person, and, and especially moms do this as well, I think everybody does this, this is not just relevant for moms, where we post like our highlight reels on Facebook, like the best moments of our life. And so sometimes the temptation as a mother is to see a mom who's maybe at like some splash pad enjoying her kids. And you're like, we've been, I've been sitting here with my kids and we've been locked inside all day. And so I'm not as good of a mother. And so the game, the reason that you begin to become really resentful is because of comparison. Ultimately, you're feeling like if I could just live up to that standard or if I could just be that. And I think the thing that I would tell you today that just remember everything that you see on the internet is not true. Okay, so everything that a lot of people post is, is it's highlight reels. It's the best part of their life. So Yeah, and on the way to that splash pad, there's probably about 7,000 opportunities for patience that she <laughs> lost at at some point. You know, Absolutely. She lost it on her child. She forgot stuff. Uh, I went to the splash pad the other day and forgot towels. Like, who does that? <laughs> so, so, yeah, there's going to be, you see the highlight, but it's not always like that in reality. Yeah. So, anyway, um, Resentment is not the answer to the sacrifices that motherhood calls for or that life calls for, but Jesus is the answer to it. So um, you may lose your sleep and put your dreams on hold, drastically, drastically reduce your productivity, and sacrifice your figure. But as we lay our lives down joyfully for our children, that's what they're going to see in us is the joy that we did it with. Absolutely. And that is what God's going to use, and they're going to see that they're not a burden to you and they're going to see how God sees them as a delight if we can choose joy in the midst of this. So instead of resentment, the second thing that we could choose instead of resentment is joy. Um, the truth is you can find the flaws and frustrations everywhere in motherhood if you look for them. If that's what you're aware of, then that's what, that's what your focus is going to be on. But we can also find the joy in it if we choose to focus on that. You can see the now as difficult and reality as exhausting but you can also fight to find joy in the middle of it. The joy doesn't have to be circumstances changing, and it doesn't have to be ideal. Because I think of a lot of us mamas, if you think of, oh, if my kids would just obey when I tell them to do something, or if they just pick up their stuff, or if they just, you have these ideal scenarios in your head of, then, then everything would be good. Everything would be great, and yeah. I'd enjoy it, and I could find joy in it. But that's just, that just doesn't happen, y'all. Real life is not ideal scenarios. Real life is reality and the, the messed up nitty-gritty of things. And you can find joy in the middle of that there. That's what I'm trying to explain. So I want you all to think about this for a second. Joy comes through us allowing God to change our perspective. So let me say that again. I want you to think about it. Joy comes through us allowing God to change our perspective. Hmm. We don't have to see things as perfect for us to, to love it and enjoy it. Could it be that all of life's circumstances are meant to draw our attention to God? The good, the bad, the ugly, the depressed feeling, that blah day that you have, it's all meant to draw our attention to God, and God uses it for good. So, for example, every time my kids get sick, uh, it's like a domino effect with our little kids. They still lick stuff, most <laughs> of them, like the, the grocery basket, and I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying. When they're little kids, they're just like... Nuh. Yeah, they our three-year-old Amelia is like, you just find, you like, you turn around, you're like, what, what are you licking? Like, what is going on? Where'd you get that gum? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't act like it hadn't happened. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, um, 
when one child gets something, it happens to follow through with all the kids, and then I feel like I'm locked inside, quarantined for like <laughs> days, sometimes weeks, y'all. It's happened for like weeks at times. And for me, I'm such a people person that that's really difficult for me. And I feel like most majority of that times that that happens, I get to this blah phase where I'm just like, like I don't even know. I don't know. I just zone out. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. I feel like discontent, and I don't know what to do with myself. And if any of you have ever been there, that's kind of like a mundane, monotonous feeling. And I've had to realize that that is God trying to grab my attention. Yeah. I could see it as, oh, my gosh, what do I need to do with this? Or I need to busy myself because that's what I tend to do. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do all these Pinterest projects. Or, you know, whatever you do if you're going to binge watch Netflix or, I don't know, get out and think that that's the answer to it. But none of these circumstantial changes are what's going to mm-hmm. um, satisfy that, ur- that urge in us, that ache inside of us. It's instead seeking Christ and allowing him to be enough for us in the midst of it. Well, and going off of that too, this is relatable to men as well, or whatever season you're in. I think some people buy into this whole ideology that, okay, if my job changes, if my work changes, if my circumstances change, then my joy will change as well. And the truth is, it's just not true. And so there is this fight daily through the mundane, through the routine, through the things that you do on an everyday basis to fight in that, to know Jesus, to find a greater joy that can be found in any circumstance that you're facing. Because the truth is, you might get a new job, and there's always this honeymoon phase, right? For the first month, two months, three months, whatever, it feels great, and then all of a sudden, now you're around once again like you were at the other place. Now you're around people that you don't really appreciate. Now you're around people where you have a boss that's constantly riding over you, and you're back in the same situation. So what she's talking about is that you can... Man, you can give in to the mundane, and you can give in to the blah days, and it's just going to stay like that, and you're going to be robbed of that joy. Or in that routine, in that mundane, when circumstances don't seem to change, that you're fighting for a greater joy, ultimately that is found in Christ through that. So good. That's true. It applies to everyone in every season of life. So um, what I have to allow to do when, I, when my kids are sick and I just feel that blah feeling is allow God to change my perspective. That... Um, what God is trying to do in these moments is show me that he himself is everlasting joy. It's not a circumstance changing. It's not me getting out and going on a date or getting on a, uh, going on a vacation. Yeah. Or it's not your job circumstance changing. It's not your children obeying. It's not making more money. None of these things are going to satisfy that ache inside of you. It's yeah. only Christ. Um, so everything comes down to perspective. And that's in every scenario. It's not how you look. It's what you see. So a woman <laughs> looking in the mirror... I mean, a, a beautiful woman can look in the mirror and say, oh, my God, I'm ugly. I can't say that. <laughs> and find all the flaws in herself, right? But it's not how you look. It's not that she's not beautiful. It's she sees herself as unbeautiful. Yeah, it really does come down in perspective because, I mean, the opposite could be true of that, where women seem to look in the mirror and they pick out and pinprick every flaw about them. And you got a guy with a huge beer gut looks in the mirror and is like, man, <laughs> I'm looking pretty good today. You know what I mean? I, for, guys, for some reason, it's, it doesn't matter. Like, they do it up, and they're like, everybody in the world should be attracted to this thing right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> and women could spend hours working on themselves, and honestly, and my wife, look flawless, and they can find something. So it really does come yeah, down to perspective. True. So basically, it's not how challenging or difficult the circumstances and the season of life you're in is right now. Um, it's what you look for in the midst of it. 
All seasons of life serve a purpose to draw our attention to the maker of the cosmos. No season is without hope. Wherever you're at, it's not without hope. God's Mm -hmm. using that season for you. So this is true in motherhood. Every season has its difficulties. Um, Every single joy, every mundane, every fresh breath, every sorrow, every depression, every new birth, every single one is God trying to capture your attention and draw it to himself as being the answer. Now, when we feel this ache inside of us, we know what to do with it. It's not going to be satisfied by any of these things that our intellect tell us or our feelings tell us is going to satisfy it. We can invite God into that moment. For example, okay, when I'm having a hard day in parenting, I can put on worship music, and I like to listen to podcasts. If you don't know what that is, we can tell you after. It's like messages um, like that someone preaches. I like to do that. Um, I like to write, I have a chalk wall in my house that I just write verses on or I write encouragement things. Um, I like to do that. And I like to, one funny thing is I like to sit and watch the little videos from my kids growing up. Um, I, I mean, I'm crying, sobbing the whole time while I watch stuff of like when they're little and tripping over things or saying cute things. I like doing that because it makes me want to enjoy the season of difficulty yeah. right now. Um, so those are all practical things. But overall, I have to sink into that feeling and allow God to meet me in it. I have to allow myself to change perspective and see, okay, you are the, you're the answer, God. You're Absolutely. what's going to satisfy me. Yeah. Um, so doing all those things are great, but it's inviting God into that moment hmm. and saying, God, I feel like this right now. I feel mundane. I feel monotonous. I feel blah. But God, help me to see you in the middle of it. Yeah. Help me, help me to, to find you. Would you be my joy? Would you come and, and change my, my attitude, my perspective in this? And then instead, dwell on what God has done for you and what he has given you. I think a lot of times for us mamas, it's really easy for us to think about all the things that we ha- we're missing out on. Yeah. We're thinking about all the sacrifices we make. We're thinking about all the late nights that we've had and the, the lack of sleep. We're thinking about all these things that, it's called, that motherhood has called us to give up or that God has called us to give up in this season of life. And same for you men. Sometimes God, you're thinking about all the, the wrong things. You're thinking about the things that are discouraging and negative mm-hmm. and keeping you from joy. But instead, if you allow God to shape that perspective and you change it to see, God, what have you done for me? Mm-hmm. Where have you been faithful? How, yeah. how are you good? Even in this moment where it seems bad, you turn everything for good. If I believe that, then what are you doing for good in me right now? Absolutely. And I think that in all of that, as we kind of wrap this up, that the joy that you're fighting for is a joy that is everlasting. So there is this um, constant thing that the world is selling us, right, that says, hey, if you just find momentary monetary pleasure or happiness in this thing if your circumstances could just change and this will give you peace the problem with that is as soon as you find it in that then you move on to the next thing there's always like another blank in your life that will not be filled until that is filled in christ and so hopefully this verse in second corinthians um, we read in the beginning would have a different meaning for you where it says so we do not lose heart Though our outer self is wasting away. So some of you right now, you're in just difficult seasons right now. You're in a difficult situation. I know for a lot of men in here, you're in some difficult situations just with a job. The oil field, the economy, all that kind of stuff is going on. And as a man, you feel this crushing 
overbearing weight to provide for your family and you feel like everything, like the weight of the world is just resting on you right now, I want to tell you this. You will not find a joy if your circumstances change. Your joy has to be found in Christ. So it says this, we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So listen, moms, dads, we all make sacrifices that nobody's going to see that nobody ever recognizes, that you'd never get on a stage, and nobody gives you the high fives or the props, maybe that for all the hard work that you put in. But the truth is, at the end of the day, I want you to know this, every sacrifice, every moment that you put in to give to your children, it is always seen by God. It's always seen by God. And so I know for some of us, we feel like absolute failures in some of the things that we're doing, or maybe dads, you've been working late, and maybe you haven't been as home as much, and so you're not able to see your kids as much as you'd like to, and you feel like, man, I am just, I'm blowing it as father. And here's the thing, stop making comparisons to other people. This is the dangerous thing of social media. I mean, social, like I said this a few weeks ago, everybody's on Facebook now, like everybody's on Facebook. Your grandmother is on Facebook, okay? Everyone. And so we're always, the world is always telling us how we should act, how we should look, how we should compose ourselves and all these things. What kind of, it tells us what we should buy, how we should talk, how we should look. It has all these things, but here's the truth. The unseen things. So this means even your relationship with Jesus The time that you put in to pursue the God of the universe is always seen by God. It's never a waste of time. Never a waste of time. Every sacrifice that you make is never a waste of time. I promise you, looking back on it now, and I can tell you as a 29-year-old who, can, who will see my mom in just a few hours and looking back on it all now, like I realize, like, man, how am I still alive? Like, she should have killed me sometimes. Like, I put this woman through some crazy stuff. And so here's what I want to tell you today as we close this up. For some of you, your grandmother's in here. For some of you, your moms are out of the house. I mean, your kids are out of the house. For some of you, you're in the thick of it like we are. You're raising children right now. Wherever you're at, if your kids are out and maybe they're not serving Jesus, listen, that is not on you. It's not on you. Listen, continue to pray for them, continue to trust and believe God to save them, and we want to do the same for you. But listen, you cannot blame yourself. And so many times we fall into this trap that every, as a mom especially, that everything that goes wrong within your family is your fault. And you take the weight on that really you were never designed to carry in the first place. And so it's why we've got to sink our hope and our peace and our joy in Jesus because the weight that you're supposed to carry is too heavy to carry by yourself. You need Christ. You need Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you that today, God, we get to celebrate Mother's Day. God, I pray that most importantly today, God, for all the moms that came in here and God, maybe they feel like just, they feel like they're not enough. Or God, maybe they feel like um, 
God, they don't know what to do in this season. God, I just pray that you would give them wisdom, that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them. In Jesus' name.